What if you believed you could achieve any success you've always wanted? What would you do differently? What would you think differently? Thank you for listening to On the Air with Jeanette Sibley. It's your time for success. I'm coming to you from the Mile High City of Denver, Colorado. My focus each week is to share with you success tips, insights, and how to do it that help you achieve the results and successes you've always wanted in your business, in your career, and in other areas of your life. Are you ready to uncover the success you've always wanted? Keep listening. Welcome. You know, right now, everyone is experiencing a lot of fear. And some people, for some people, they're very much aware and in touch with that fear. And for many others, it's unconscious. They're in denial that they would be fearful. And this is the challenge it presents. It will be expressed, even if they're not aware of their fear, it can be expressed through upset, anger, withdrawal, or microaggressions. And it's critical for you as a leader that you learn how to handle microaggressions now as they occur because they will impact any future interactions. Even though you may be very gracious and aware of why they're occurring, it's important that you nip them in the bud, so to speak. So what are microaggressions? Microaggressions are verbal and behavioral exchanges that subtly marginalize others. Here's an example. A microaggression could be as simple as refusing to say good morning to your coworker. Another example is when somebody publicly refuses to support your promotion after privately telling you that they would. These behaviors and words, or lack of, will have an emotional impact on you and others. Any microaggressions directed at you will challenge your leadership effectiveness and results when you don't address them because they will continue if not stopped in their tracks. While others may tell you to just get over it, it's not that simple. Usually microaggressors use race, gender, age, or other factors against you. These can be difficult to forget since they are important components of who you are. I remember years ago when I was in human resources in a manufacturing company and I was attempting to resolve an employee issue with a general manager. And we'll name him George, not his real name. And he told me, as after we had talked for a little bit, he finally said, you don't know what you're talking about since you're a woman. And that's a quote. Those were his exact words. And wow, that one hurt. Uh, well, I knew he was used to doing things his own way. This mindset did not help resolve the issue. Thankfully, there was an older and wiser human resource manager next door, and he gave me some great advice. Go and visit his plant. Have him take you on a tour. Ask him good questions, and then thank him for his time. I did as I was coached to do. It was successful. It was so successful that several years later when George retired, he insisted I review his retirement package before he would sign it. So as you can see from this true story, that microaggressions do not have to have bad endings. They just need to be addressed as they occur. But first, before you attempt to address them, you need to understand how they personally impact you. And here are three keys to help you work through microaggressions when they are aimed at you and why you cannot control them from happening 
you can control your reactions and become resilient when faced with them. So here's the first key. Practice mindful breathing. When a microaggression first hits you, you may be in shock. And I know some of you would say, well, no, I wouldn't. I'm just, I'm too strong for that. I promise you it will niggle its way right into your psyche. So concentrate on breathing to release the disbelief and stress it just created. This is how I do it. I breathe in for a count of five. I pause. Then I exhale for a count of 10. And then repeat that at least twice. It really does work. And again, what you're doing is taking the immediate flight or fight kind of mentality that we as human beings all experience and taking it out of that realm. The second key is don't keep it to yourself. The microaggressor's words or gestures will fester and impact your own choice of words, gestures, and mindset in any future interactions with the microaggressor and others, no matter how objective you think you are. We, again, we are all human. When somebody does something like that, our first response today is to be offended. And being offended isn't going to help you resolve it, particularly since you are a leader. So what do you do? Before you do anything, talk it out with your executive coach or mentor to expand your point of view. Then create an action plan to resolve it, again, before doing anything. This will help take down the heat of the moment, the heat of the response, and help you address it in a much more even keel fashion. And then third key is talk it out. Many microaggressors thrive in unresolved conflicts. So it's important that you have these tough conversations and deal with the conversation now. Yes, now, don't put it off. The longer you put it off, the less likely you are to address it and the more likely the microaggressor will continue their bad behavior. Again, these conversations can be difficult since the person, the microaggressor, will deny, they will deny they said that, or they will deny that it meant anything. And some of them may not be, even be aware that they did it. So here's the key for you. Stick to the facts and be prepared for their circular logic. So they'll say, well, I didn't mean anything by it. You know, you shouldn't be so sensitive. You know, I didn't, you know, being in this environment, you know, you got to have some tough skin. That's circular logic. And what you want to do is just stick to the facts and repeat them. Usually if you do that three times in a row, they'll stop. They'll get it. Hopefully, they'll get it. If necessary, depending on who the other person may be, you may need to have an objective third person involved in the conversation. So now that you understand how to effectively handle your reactions, but also address it with them, let's talk about how to prevent them. I know in a lot of the companies that I consult with or individuals I coach, it's really important in their world that these types of things are prevented. Next, I'm going to address four ways to prevent microaggression in your workplace culture. You know, as a leader, there are several ways and several reasons microaggressors can be disruptive. So I would suggest you review your company's hiring, coaching, training, and managing practices to prevent microaggressions from occurring. Number one, improve communication skills. Most people 
that include your employees, only have a sixth grade reading and writing level, and they are unable to adequately express themselves. And during this crisis right now, it's, it's even worse because they're not in touch with their own fears. What they're trying to say may not come out in the way that they actually meant it. The other area that you want to be really aware of is our global market is expanding. And English is many people's second language. So their ability to adequately express themselves in different situations will be a challenge. Remember yesterday, uh, attempting to work with a customer service rep, she kept using a word, I couldn't understand what she was saying. I thought I understood, but I wasn't crystal clear. And it was just the one word. And I said that to her. I said, can you use a different word? She couldn't. So she just kept repeating herself like a parrot. So in those situations, what you want to do is give them different words and then help them understand what those words mean. Probably the best, easiest way to help people get access to developing their communication skills is by providing focused and interactive communication workshops. These will help bridge the gaps. Do not rely on podcasts. But when it comes to actually using the information and using it effectively, you really want to have a workshop where you can get coached and you can better understand what may be in your way or in their way. Number two, encourage participation. Some people, some team members hate participating in brainstorming and decision-making processes. And you probably ha immediately have one or two people come to mind. There's love the controversy they can cause because you know what, if they're bored or you know they really don't want to be there, they're going to do something to make their, the time that they're spending just make it a little bit more challenging for them. It may not be, a challenge, it may not be enjoyable for anybody else, but it is for them. Remember, Failure to effectively coach and manage these individuals as valuable contributors will sabotage your results. Several years ago, a team member came up to me just before we were starting work on a new project. And it was a project I would be facilitating. And he said, you know, I don't like the group and I won't like any of their ideas. He was very positional about that. I knew he believed he could get the program done faster and better doing it on his own. So what I did is I encouraged him to share his concerns up front. Be transparent, be authentic, and let the team know how you really feel. And he did. He took the coaching. The team listened, and then together, all of us worked through the team brainstorming and planning processes. After the successful completion of the program, he actually admitted the results were better than he could have achieved on his own. You can imagine everyone's surprised that he would actually admit that, but he did. He shifted from being a potential microaggressor to a valuable contributor by participating. And I also want to acknowledge the team members, and I did during that time, for their openness and allowing him to express what he needed to express. Number three, hire and coach for job fit. Did you know that over 70% of employees work in jobs they don't like or have no interest in doing? And this occurs at any level within a company. The sad thing is many times these disengaged people become microaggressors instead of creating a solution to their career dilemma. As a leader, it's on you. Use a qualified job fit assessment to 
objectively understand why they don't fit their current jobs, then realign their work responsibilities for job fit. And I think that's really important. A lot of times we rely on assessments that reflect how people want to be seen and not who people really are. And I've experienced in 27 years of working with a particular tool, and the URL is provided in the comment box for this podcast. When you use a qualified job fit assessment, people really get access to, oh, that's why they operate the way they do, but also just as important why others operate the way they do. And out of that, they can have a really fruitful and productive conversation. And then number four, address blind spots. Everyone has them. We all have them. You have them. I have them. We all have them. As a leader, remember your words and gestures speak louder and carry more weight than if expressed by someone else. So work with your executive coach and again, use the qualified job fit assessment to better understand why. Also, use a 360-degree feedback assessment to understand how others see you. I think when you put all of that together, it's just phenomenal. The awakening, the consciousness that comes about, I just can't say it enough, is the awareness of what this process can provide. It has saved, in my experience and in people I've worked with, it saved many careers. Also, remember to provide this resource to each of your team members. Remember, microaggressions can happen anywhere at any time, and hopefully these tips will help you be prepared and prevent them from disrupting the results of your team. Until next time, I want to thank you for listening to On the Air with Jeanette Seibley. It's your time for success. Tune in next week for more insights on how to achieve the success you've always wanted with my straight talk for dynamic results. Until next week, enjoy a great and successful week.